Welcome, welcome, welcome to yet another edition of the Red Carpet Trailer Trash Podcast. My name is Ian Collins, and joining me, as always, is the incomparable Mr. Connor Rock. How are you doing this week, Connor? Uh, you know, same same as always. Another week has passed, some movies were watched, and I didn't accomplish anything. That's, oh, wait, that's uh... actually, hold on, that's a lie. I am officially, as of now, a resident of the great state. Yeah. Of Virginia. <laughs> the state of Virginia? Yeah, the state of Virginia. It is. Uh, actually, it's the Commonwealth, isn't it? Yeah. See, I'm the new here. I don't know. But yeah, it's a, it is a Commonwealth. One of the last five, I think. Maybe I know like Massachusetts is. Yeah. It is in Pennsylvania. Uh, I think so. And then I'm sure there could be more or not. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not. Nothing I've ever actually bothered with, but uh, what about you? What have yeah. you been up to? Uh, this past week, what have I been up to? Oh, I finished uh, Handmaid's Tale, the book. And Did it you was... watch the series? Uh, I've seen the first season. How's, how do they compare? The se- the uh, At least for the first season, uh, Handmaid's Tale, the series, is better. Wow, you don't hear that often. Yeah, well, the it, there were just a lot of plot points that had disappointing endings in the book. It just sort of didn't... There was all... It was all rising action with very minimal climax. Gotcha. Yeah, I think the last thing that I've heard that said about was... I, I don't know if you shared the opinion, but it was my opinion on It. Like the new It movies versus the book. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, we did we did spend we spent a lot of time talking about it if I remember correctly. I mean, it has two whole episodes to itself and I'm pretty sure it shows up just all the time. Um, and by that I mean at least like three or four other episodes. Yeah. Which is I mean, a good was... thing that we're mentioning it now because we talk about movies here. Yeah, exactly. Uh, this this is a big week. I think I've said this exact same thing like a month or two ago. But movies are starting to come back to theaters. And yes, we actually they got are. to watch previews instead of just picking random shit on Netflix. So this week, we're going to be... It's kind of a... We should maybe get into it, because we did cover a lot. Um, yes, we did. We're going to be but looking I, at... Uh, yeah, go ahead. We're going to be looking at trailers for The Little Things. Um, well, The News of the World. A Promising Young Woman. And Kong versus Godzilla, or Godzilla versus Kong. I don't remember which way it's supposed to be. And then we are also going to be talking about the uh, the monster verse that is leading up to Kong versus Godzilla, uh, namely Godzilla King of Monsters and Kong Skull Island. We were gonna try to do Godzilla the twenty fourteen movie, but I couldn't find that anywhere. Could you? No, it's it's not on any of the streaming services. You would have to pay for it. I'm not even sure if you can pay for it on Amazon is the weird thing. I think you have to get like on YouTube or something to pay for it. That is weird, but I I yep. wasn't hurting for it after my uh Monsterverse experience. So I think it's okay. I heard that it might be the best of the of the three so far. I I don't think that's a high bar, but I'd believe it. 
Um, well, on that note, should we start with <laughs> Kong Skull Island? Yeah, I guess let's just jump right into it. And Kong Skull Skull Island is a uh, it's a good place to start. So, so uh, would you, you go ahead like and tackle to... this one? Because okay. I didn't rewatch this; I've just seen it twice. Okay, so Kong Skull Island is it follows the story of uh, the. I'm not sure if defunct is the correct term. The low-priority government program, Monarch, uh, which is responsible for tracking monsters. And it follows John Goodman's character, who has is advocating for an excursion to... An island that has been previously undiscovered, but they just discovered it using the recent invention of satellites. Uh, By the way, this is set in 1973, I believe, uh, right at the end of the Vietnam War. And they basically get a military outfit of helicopters to escort them to Skull Island in an attempt to explore the island and basically identify any any potential monsters that are present there. Now, they weren't... The only people that knew that there was a possibility of monsters were the Monarch people, and they didn't share that with the military... And so their entire convoy pretty much gets wrecked uh, as soon as they arrive. And then the rest of the movie is essentially an attempt by them to escape the island. And yeah, that that plot is about all you're going to get out of the plot of this movie. Yeah, so, I mean, it follows basic Kong format, and I will say right now, I don't think it holds a candle to Peter Jackson's King Kong movie. Um, But it it follows the same format of, like, people get to island, get stuck on island, ambushed by Big Monkey and other creepy-crawly, big old weird things. And not, I mean, kind of dinosaurs, I guess, because, like, the bad guys are these weird dinosaur-ish lizards. Mm-hmm. Um, who like live underground? The skull crushers or the yeah. skull creepers or what was it? I I don't remember. I thought skull crushers sounded right, but it could be. I, I think it yeah, is something different. It's not really that important. They only say it like once or twice in the entire movie, anyway. Yeah, so like Skull Devil is the big... Skull Crawlers. Crawler, that's the word. Okay, but... Yeah, so they they show up and... (laughs) Kong ambushes. He kind of makes an appearance pretty early, right? He ambushes like the helicopters right as they're flying in. Mm Mm-hmm. And then from that point on, (laughs) Sam Jackson's character is just like... I don't give a shit about anything. I'm going to kill this monkey. Mm Mm-hmm. And... That's his whole character. Yep. And then... I, I, like, I don't know. It's just... I went in this movie, and I have seen it twice, and the second one was kind of because like I was just drinking with some buddies, and, we, and it was on TV, so we were like ripping on it as we were drinking. 
Mm-hmm. And the first time I definitely expected more out of it. But I think that's just because, like, I, I really did like Peter Jackson's King Kong. Um, and then this one just, I don't know, it felt like they just kind of crapped out a movie. And I think that's the problem that they're going to run into when, or these companies run into when they try to do these, like, big extended universe movies. Because everybody watched Marvel do it, and they were like, well, why can't we do that? But then they tried to do it over the course of, like, four years rather than 10 to 15, you know? So everything well, just I mean, rushed. Well, I mean, to answer that general question, the reason why is because not everyone has Feige, the well, head of yeah. Marvel Studios. They also uh, don't have... Who is it that plays Happy in the Marvel Universe? John Favreau. Yeah, they don't have Favreau either. Uh, that's the reason why they can't do it. Because they don't have those two people. And I, I don't know. I mean, what did you think of the movie? I thought it was fine. It wasn't It wasn't good. It wasn't great. It was, it was okay. Um, I liked Tom Hiddleston. Uh... Brie Larson's character was fine. Sam Jackson played his character effectively, even if it was a very flat character. John C. Riley was uh, very entertaining in his role, so played his role very well. But none of the reason none of the characters had much depth. None of the characters had any depth to them. They were all just generic characters. Yeah, and the like. This was about as formulaic of a King Kong movie, like, monster movie, as you'll find. Uh, and it just... Like, it wasn't bad. I mean, it, when I'm grading on that curve, like, it wasn't bad in that sense. Like, it hit all the points you want it to hit. It has sort of the, uh, the urgency for the people. Uh, the actual human beings involved. Uh, the monster you're supposed to root for is demonstrated to be dangerous but still sort of uh like has the likable aspect of it where it's actually doing the right thing uh I just it just wasn't something that really kept my attention it was the the most interesting thing about the movie after they introduced King Kong which was very early for the movie. It was like 30 minutes in yeah. to a two-hour movie. And the more interesting thing was just seeing the different ways that the people were being picked off. I thought that the design of the bamboo spider was, was, very, was a super interesting choice as the wildlife to start just wiping them out. Uh, the skull crawlers were less interesting... Um, was there any other thing that's, like, there was those weird, like, reptilian birds that just fucking scooped out of nowhere and executed one of them, but didn't want to kill any of the others? That was kind of strange. Yeah. Um. They had the big old walking stick, which is more of, like, a passive entity or animal on the island. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the giant, the giant yak, yeah, yeah, the giant yak was an interesting take. I definitely agree that that's the most interesting part of the movie after, because, like you said, Kong is introduced real early. And I think maybe that's also what was so disappointing to me, 
I mean, best without question, the best scene in the movie is when they introduce King Kong. In, yeah. Well, I, let me rephrase that. The the most ridiculous thing is that they showed King Kong, maybe not in his full glory, but they showed him in the first five minutes of the movie. Like, how the fuck do you do that? Yeah, I don't remember that. Yeah, it's when John C. Riley's character, like, the one 30 years earlier, and the Japanese fighter pilot crash on the island, and they're fighting on the cliff, and then King Kong, like, puts his hands on either side of the cliff. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 I forgot about, like, the... I forgot why John C. Riley was there, or how he long he had been there, I guess. Yeah, since World War One, or two, World War Two. Yeah. So it was like twenty nine years, I think it was twenty eight, twenty nine years. Which honestly, but, that may have been a better movie to watch those two like struggle, and then like become kind of a team as they fight against the horrors of this island. Yeah. Watch it's sort of like the Shawshank Redemption, sort of this is a their own sort of prison and they have to adapt to it. Yeah, or like isn't Enemy Mine like that old sea? Or I can speak English. That old sci-fi movie about pretty much the same thing, like a human and an alien that the humans are at war with, crash land on an asteroid or something. I mean, I'm sure that that's a thing that that exists. I've never heard of that movie before. I think it may have been... It might not be that old. I don't know. But, but I don't want to spend too much longer on this movie because we do have a lot of stuff to cover. I will reiterate that I I definitely agree the bad guys, like the skull crawlers or creepers or whatever we decided they were called, needed to be a lot more interesting to be the main antagonist of the movie. Like, I, I just thought the design was dumb. I, I, I just... I didn't... I really did not like that part. And then I think the, you know, the, the, like, showing the mysteries of the island was done fine. Like, they had some cool concepts, I guess, but they didn't, I don't know, the way Peter Jackson's King Kong did it, like, where you had the dinosaurs, and then the bugs, and then the tribesmen, and then finally Kong. I've, like, it's just, I've, never, se- I've never seen another King Kong movie, so I, you're, you're just sort of preaching oh, well, to the choir. Give yeah, it. I don't know. Give it like a, a couple months, and then I would I would recommend it over over this one absolutely. Okay, I'll take I'll take your word for it. But yeah, that's my final piece. I think we can agree it's. I mean, it's not like terrible. It's not horrible to watch. I've I've watched it twice, but it's just not. It kind of it feels like they were just punching out a movie. Yeah, I'm. I you know the the way I determine whether it's ready for the red carpet or. Uh, or if it's trailer trash is essentially would I recommend this movie and frankly I don't think I would yeah uh, like this is I don't think this is even worth a single watch uh, because it's if you know anything about the King Kong storyline then it's pretty pretty straightforward yeah, so with that, I think let's move, move on to King of the Monsters. Okay. So this is Godzilla 2, King of the Monsters. I don't think the 2 is actually in there, but it takes place like four or five years after the first Godzilla movie, where apparently it was revealed that nuclear testing 
at the Bikini Atoll was actually trying to destroy some giant monster they found that was Godzilla's dad, or I don't remember. Or mo mom, maybe. I didn't watch the first one, so if you've seen it, just fill it in. But this one starts with... I don't remember her name. The lady from The Conjuring. Um, and her daughter, Millie Bobby Brown. Are, like, she is a scientist, is a scientist with Monarch. Is that what we decided it was called? The government? Yep. Yeah. It is 100% Monarch. So she's a scientist with Monarch, and she's invented this device called the Orca that sends like a high pitch frequency to wake up these monsters that they are. There are 17 of them currently known on the planet, I believe, as of, as of this movie. Um, and for whatever re reason, her daughter has like the highest security clearance as well. We can get into that later. And so basically she's going around, they wake up Mothra, and then some stuff happens and, and these bio or eco-terrorists are introduced who come in and kind of shoot the place up and kidnap her because they want the orca and they want to run around and and wake up all the monsters to return the earth to some to the natural order or some kind of very ham-fisted climate stuff um and then old godzilla is there to stop it except then he he is and he takes a nap for a little bit and then he comes back and then he's there to stop it and i mean that's the very basic plot of the movie okay my first question isn't actually about the movie it's sort of a tangential thing do you think that so many of the modern movie villains are environmentalists bent on wiping out at least half of the population because uh hollywood writers are more sympathetic to the dangers of climate change and so they think that that makes it uh, a very easy way to sort of come up with the the ideal villain with a, an understandable premise. I don't know, maybe. Because everyone, everyone knows that, like, a villain is more compelling if they're not just some fucking lunatic. If they have an actual good point, that's why everyone really, like, really found the, the Killmonger villain in uh, Michael... Michael B. Jordan in uh, Black Panther to be such an uh, entertaining villain. Uh, I have not seen Black Panther yet, so... Oh. Yeah, it's, a, it's one of those movies on my to-do list and I just never get around to. Th that's oh. ludicrous. I know, I, is, I, I feel, it, I feel bad it it's on, been this long. Isn't it on Disney Plus? Oh yeah, it is. Kate and I are making our way through the Marvel movies right now, though, like, in order. Oh, okay. so I will get to it. Which one are you on? Well, we did. Ju we just started, so we just finished Captain America, and now we're going to Captain Marvel. Which I guess we're both kind of hesitating on that because we've only heard it's kind of pretty bad. Ex excuse me. In order, Captain yeah. Marvel came out like two years ago. Like in order of what when they take place in the MCU. Oh, okay. That so, like Captain America's sense. in the forties or fifties, and then Marvel's in the. 80s or 90s or whatever. Mm -hmm. So then you have the, the Incredible Hulk? Uh, yeah, I think so. And then it's like kind of in order. Then it goes, so yeah. Then Guardians it's, it's is weird. Yeah. I mean, Guardians you just throw in wherever you want. Pretty much as long as it's before uh, Infinity War. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't. <laughs> it definitely seems like that is a very troped villain right now. 
Because, I mean, that was essentially what Thanos boiled down to. Yeah. It's like, we don't have resources, kill half of the universe, so it was just bigger scale. Uh, and, it's also what Samuel L. Jackson's character in Kingsman was as well. Yeah, so, so maybe. Maybe it's lazy writing, it's just easy characters, or they want to not try to make their villains sympathetic, but still have them be sympathetic. Also, that's assuming that people... Like, if you are willing to find a villain interesting or sympathetic simply because their position is, I want to protect the planet, but they're going to wipe out literally billions of people, I think you may need to... I No, I'm, I'm going to take out the qualifiers. You need to get your head checked because <laughs> that is pure fucking insanity. Yeah, it, it really does bank on people being open to that. Like, this idea of fucking genocide being okay because the climate might become too hot for some species to survive is insanity to me. I mean, when you put it that way, yes. But, alright, we're, t- we're 20, 20 some minutes in, and I do want to get to these trailers, but I have to okay. yell. I want to hear what you think about this movie first, without the, the this, this, uh, stereotypical villain aside yeah uh it's bad it is a whole lot of nothing that happens and the climactic fight is disappointing uh and not super interesting uh like we we had discussed this i'm not sure if it was on the pod or not last week we had discussed how it was supposed to be pretty bad in terms of the plot and the writing and everything but that it's fine if you enjoy monster fights i completely disagree i didn't find the monster fights at all entertaining in this and i loved pacific rim's monster fights i thought that was super entertaining that's what i wanted to say i didn't know if we brought this up on here last last week either when we were talking about it but that's how this movie was sold to me by it was a guy i went to law school with and he was like, because he had it, the, the poster or something in the background on his laptop, so I asked him about it, and he was like, yeah, I mean, the plot kind of sucks, and that's why people are complaining, but, like, you show up to see the monster fights. And if you like monster fights, like, yeah, that's, that's what the movie's about. And so, after I spent about two and a half hours on the phone trying to get his bar license revoked today, I, because he obviously cannot objectively judge anything, I, I thought about this movie and was like, it's it's not even the monster like there's no monster fights in it. Arguably and charitably, thirty minutes of the movie might have monsters, and it's a two-hour movie. There isn't an actual monster fight because I'm not gonna count the thirty seconds where Godzilla saves their lives in Antarctica because that's that barely qualifies. Like if you went on a if you go to a Godzilla movie and you can miss one of the fights by getting up and going to the restroom for two minutes, that is not a, that's not a full monster fight. The, like, there is a monster fight for, like, the last 10, 15 minutes, I'd say. But other than that, like, not even kind of. No, and it's... I don't know why, because Pacific Rim really did have the formula. Like, I remember thinking, oh, this movie sucked, but I was thoroughly entertained. And this one focuses way too much on this family that I could not care less about, on the mom's character arc of, like, 
oh my god, she was working with the eco-terrorists the whole time, and then she decided also, that exactly what she planned on happening was happening, and she was like, oh no, this is bad? Fuck out of here. Yeah, also, the this uh, this goes back to the whole... Uh, I'm sorry, but this this villain is the worst of them all, because at least some of the eco-terrorists that they have is, like, the generic villain... They're like, we need to protect it so that the human race can continue living. She is legit rolling the dice that these that the human race will even continue to live by yeah. doing this. And she's like, you have to believe me. And we're like, you have presented no actual <laughs> evidence. You're just like, I think this is going to happen, so let's do it. And you do it basically single-handedly. Yeah, and I, I I think I texted you like forty minutes in that this dumb bitch can get bent. I'm so done with her. I didn't know if you meant her or the entire movie. <laughs> I didn't send anything back. Yeah, no, I meant her in particular. Uh, Millie Bobby Brown is completely wasting this movie. I think she has like six total lines of dialogue. Um, Kyle Chandler is the star for some reason. I could have sworn uh, that was one of the Baldwins. I think that's just Kyle Chandler. It might be Kyle. Uh, I don't know who that is. Uh, he is the head coach from Friday Night Lights, and I think he's also the main character in the Netflix show Bloodlines. Um, sure. But he... Like, he's fine, but... This was a whole lot of just chasing people around just cause. Like, I did not find this the least bit entertaining. Yeah, I, I agree. This is another time I was watching it and I was bored. And I was bored in a movie that, at the very least, just shouldn't be boring. Like, you can hook I'm, people with... If, if, if monster fights are your jam, you can hook people into, like, an hour-and-a-half Godzilla movie. But they have to be... It has to be a Godzilla movie. This is, like, a story of this group of people, and then Godzilla is kind of, like, the plot point, but not really in it. Godzilla is present in this movie in the first... Uh, it's a two-hour movie, not including the credits. Godzilla is present in this movie for maybe, maybe 10 of the first, uh, 10 minutes of the first 100. Yeah. I, I just don't see how you can find that. Like, I understand that the other monsters are there, and that's supposed to keep your attention, but it's really just not good enough that you're reintroducing care like monsters that already exist. Yeah. Like, just, if you know anything about Godzilla, you've already heard of Rodan. You've heard of Mothra. You've heard of King uh, Ghidorah. Is that how it's pronounced? I think so. I don't. Yeah. Know. I, I never knew. So yeah, I, like they spend too much time on that. They spend way too much time assembling the cast of monsters. I mean, it's like forty minutes in until anything besides Godzilla is even woken up. I think. And then they don't have any interactions until the last, like, 20 minutes. Or when they do, they're very, very brief. And it's just, I don't know, like, they pulled 
they pulled on the nostalgia factor here hard because that's like people wanted to see all these monsters in new Hollywood CGI. And then when they ex- when they went to the movie theater, like I understand why this did so bad because when they went to the movie theater, they didn't get that. They got this like shitty story about this like military squad. And it just I just didn't give a shit about anything that was happening in the movie. Yeah. Uh, there was there was the main plot of the world basically ending. And then there was this stupid side plot about a, about the family that we don't care about. Granted, maybe we would be more invested if we'd have seen the first Godzilla. Oh no, I checked this out. None of them were even in it. Millie Bob, I thought Millie Bobby Brown was in the first one. Maybe she was. I know she's in the next one, I think. Or the Kong one. But I, I don't think so, because I think... Or maybe they changed their names, or they, like she has different parents. I, I have no idea. I don't think they were in the first one. I could be wrong. Follow-up comment about Millie Bobby Brown. Is it just me, or does she look like she's been 15 for, like, six years? Yeah, I, I don't remember when this was. So I just assumed it was kind of around the same time, like, Stranger Things was a thing. Cause she looks the same age. Yeah, no. Stranger Things was filmed three years earlier. The only difference is that she has hair in this. She looks the exact same. She does not look like she aged at all between the ages of... Because I checked this to see how old she is. She turned 17 in a ye- in February, so next month. So she was, f- she was probably 15 when she shot this, because it was shot in 2018. I mean, so, I think maybe we're just getting old, and all kids look like, the same. Yeah, I can't... Okay, so she... I guess that means she was, like, 12 when she started filming Stranger Things. And between the ages of 12 and 16, she did not see... She did not look like she got any fucking older for that four-year span. She still looks like a... She still looks like a fucking child in this. I mean, she was, what, 15? That is still a child. Yes, but that's a teenager, which is different. Versus, like, a 10-year-old, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't don't think she was in the first one. I'm looking at the cast list, because this had Brian Cranston. Cranston, yeah. I remember people were upset upset about it because uh, Brian Cranston apparently gets killed, was, like, the top-billed cast, and gets killed off in, like, the first 15 or 20 minutes, I think. Oh, really? (laughs) That was, like, some big hoopla about, like, what the fuck is this bullshit? No, we don't give a shit about any of the other actors in this goddamn movie. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, this, this movie is garbage. Uh, not only would I not recommend it, I, it makes me want to not recommend the first Godzilla without having even fucking seen it. Yeah, I absolutely, I'll second that. It was terrible. It is not what it delivered. I don't know why this happened. I don't know if their CGI budget was just maybe way less than they thought it would be, and then they were like, well, we can stuff this other plot line. I, I, I don't know. It is just, it, it sucked. It was very bad. I regret watching it. So with, with all that said, where do we think this leaves uh, Godzilla vs. Kong? That is almost certainly going to be a garbage movie. Yeah, that's kind of the, the trajectory, just based on the two we just watched, and then maybe Godzilla 1, 
I don't know. It apparently wasn't great. So, like, if they learn from their mistakes here, and they actually make, like, a monster fight movie, I think they could get a Pacific Rim at best. Maybe not with, like, the cult following, but they can at least make something that might have a shitty plot, it might have bad acting, because I don't even know who's in it. And, but they can, they can salvage it with some good old classic Kong versus Godzilla fights. And, I don't know, from the trailer, they either, you know, held their punches, and they just showed, like, little teasers in the trailer, and there's going to be a lot of good fights between these two iconic monsters, or they just put all their cards on the table, and, like, here are the three fight scenes. Uh, I'm, honestly, I'm it. thinking that's what they did. That's that's my assumption, based upon how the previous previous installations in this franchise have gone. I'm not very confident about it. Yeah, I, I will admit that I, after watching the trailer, I was like a little more... I was like, oh man, this might be a fun movie. And then I remembered the movie I just watched, so... Yeah, yeah that's I, what I thought about... What, that's what I thought when I had watched the trailers for all the three previous movies in the series. Yeah. And then good old Funko Pop is already ruining it for people. What do you mean? They released, like, the Kong vs. Godzilla, like, collection, and Mecha Godzilla's in it. So, like, I mean, obviously, like, Kong, one of them weren't going to kill each other. They were going to Batman v. Superman this shit and team up on something. Yeah, of course. And then I, I guess my other problem with this is, and they do address it in the trailer, to be fair. They're like, why is Godzilla grumpy or whatever? But, like, why is he just all of a sudden a bad guy? And also, why do they treat him like a bad guy in the, in the second Godzilla when apparently he was a good guy in the first one and then all of a sudden he's not? And, like, they can't seem, for, for plot's sake, they can't seem to, like, understand what to do with this monster, whether how people should be on his side or not. I don't know. It's yeah, just... I, I still don't fully understand why everyone's like, we can't kill these... Th- I, like, I understand if you're like, we literally can't kill them. Uh, but this this moral opposition to killing the Titans seems ludicrous to me. They should all be fucking wiped out. They can, without hesitation, kill all of us. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I get it for the movie's sake. In real life, yes, I, I totally agree with that point. And also, you'd think after four years or whatever it was, I guess they've known about Kong. That was back in the 70s or 60s or whatever. You'd think they'd have weaponry, but every time they just show up to these fights with, like, guns and tanks and shit and do nothing and then die, which was yeah, a big problem exactly. I had. Honestly, like, at that point, why, why are you even fucking showing up at that point? Yeah, like the, you're basically okay, the, just leading lambs to the slaughter. The one scene was kind of cool when like Godzilla shows up to, for the final fight and he's got like a bunch of air support, like he's yes. like flying in. And that was the one scene I was like, yeah, that's pretty neat. But well, also, that's, why that are they makes there? More sense because they know that they're just serving as distractions at that point. Yeah, I, I, I suppose that's true. But every but other time the, they're just when, when Rodan just did a fucking spin move like a. Did a barrel roll, like he was in fucking Star Fox sixty four, <laughs> and got Falco in his ear. Just does a barrel roll, wipes out about a dozen planes. 
in one fell swoop. Yeah, just be like, why, why were we here? Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's yeah, let's put I, this put this shit behind us. I think the monster verse is going to be met uh, pretty much the same way the DC EU is. Is just it's all crap. Mm. Let it die. Uh, kill it, kill it with fire. Um, the so which of the trailers do you want to start with? I'm gonna say uh, that we pretty much covered the Kong versus Godzilla one. Oh okay. yeah, for sure. So I'll I'll let you go ahead and pick. Let's um, start with the oldest trailer of here. Uh, News of the world. It's technically been out for a few weeks now, uh, but movie theaters are actually opening up now. So let's get let's get into this. Uh, what did you think of the trailer? What it appears to me is that Tom Hanks is playing a traveling. Um, minstrel's not not the right word, but a traveling storyteller essentially, where yeah. he where he's either telling stories of history or different like books that he's probably read before, and he just gets tips for reading the stories, and he stumbles upon, I think he's like a retired army captain or something. He stumbles upon a Dutch girl whose family was killed by a native tribe and she was basically abducted by them and then abandoned. And he he tries to take her to another member of her family somewhere else in the country and runs into opposition throughout the process. Is that essentially, is that the long and the short of it? Yeah, I, I think so. Um, and I I don't know. It looks okay. It kind of reminded me. I got a lot of... Uh, shit, what was that movie? God, we just, we watched it. It was about, like, uh, Old West pioneers. Not pioneers, is that the right word? And they had to travel with, like, the one Indian Hostels? tribes. Yeah. I got a lot of vibes from that, but maybe, like, a lot a less, uh, I don't know, as, as, well, I don't know, that's just kind of how I felt watching this trailer, but it might be more subtle, or, like, mellow, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Tom Hanks. I think the setting seems interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know, I mean, I don't, I don't really, I don't think I have a lot to say about it. It didn't I, really give much away. Uh, in yeah. terms of what what's going to happen. I'm worried that it's not going to be super original in what it does. Because it, there's been plenty of these sort of movies where they have a person whose family is wiped out. Uh, we just watched, I I actually just watched Marksman recently, and it's a very similar thing. The, their family's wiped out, and so someone has to, that is grumpily taking them where where they need to go, and I it's it's a very, very common storyline, and so I'm a little worried that they're not going to do it in a very interesting way. But yeah, I've, I think that's I've, fair. I've heard that there's a lot of Oscar buzz around it, so I'm I'm hopeful that that means that it's going to be better than. Better than 
anticipated. Because it, it seems like um, it, it comes off to me as a slightly above average Tom Hanks movie. That's but who knows? True. Yeah, I, I think you're right, though. It does seem to be sitting kind of right on the edge of being generic. And if it can manage not to fall into that pit, you know, I, I think it, it'll probably be pretty good. I don't necessarily know if it's my type of movie, but I think I think objectively it'll be... I think at the very least it's going to be good. Objectively it could be pretty good. Yeah, it could be like a higher, higher end movie, but... As of now, I'm I'm sort of thinking it's just sort of like a a B movie or not. That's you can't use B movie because that means something else when you're talking about movies. Like it's, it's it's above average. I'd say this is probably going to be ready for the red carpet. Yeah, I th- I think it'll probably I think it'll definitely be ready for the red carpet unless it like does some it really fucks up. Um, but yeah, I think it, it might be a. You know, a three-star or four-star movie. I doubt it's going to be all the way to five stars. Yeah, I just don't yeah. think it's going to be that good. Yep. And so let's move on to Promising Young Woman. All right, well, so this... Um, I just watched this trailer, and it seems to be the story of this lady who... Her whole spiel is she goes out to bars and acts way too drunk, and then when guys take her home like you know offer to get her home and put her to bed uh she's if they like act shitty towards her or like try to take advantage of her she reveals that she's not drunk and then i don't know does something to them it's heavily indicated or hinted that she might just kill them um because she's got like this book full of tally marks and it's revealed a little bit in the trailer i think that this she does this as some kind of revenge i guess for a past uh encounter that she had where like she wasn't taken seriously in medical school i think um and i that's pretty much all the trailer gave away i don't know am i missing anything that's that's the extent of it uh it seems like there's some extension of what's happening like there's more to the story beyond that at some point but I'm not sure what that is. They don't really that th- that seems like the the basics of what they want to give away about the story. Yeah, I I and it seems like maybe there is some kind of love interest as well for her. I don't. It it the uh, trailer made it look like it was Bo Burnham, which is just weird. Seeing mm-hmm. him, I, in the I think he may have helped write the story. Oh, uh, okay, that would make sense. Because um, he also had 8th grade, which came out uh, a year or two ago. Yeah. So, I, But also, I don't know, I couldn't tell. Maybe he's just another guy she's, like, going to kill or, you know, do whatever. Um, and then McLovin's there, too. And I, I don't know. At first, I was like, this movie seems cool. I got it. And then, like, halfway through the trailer, I don't know, something about it, I was just like, I guess. But I think I, See- overall, I am still intrigued. See, I my I saw this was one of those movies. It was supposed to come out in like late March, early April of last year, and so I was seeing this movie trailer pretty much every time I went to the movies. 
for January and February of last year. And I got the impression that this was going to be basically just sort of a preachy movie talking about how terrible it is that our society doesn't take women seriously and that the rape culture has gotten out of hand. Uh, And it's for I and so I was uninterested in this movie for two reasons. One, because the subject matter on that would make me feel uncomfortable because it's basically just going to start talking about sex. It's this there's a subtext of sexual assault going on for at least 90 minutes, maybe two hours. Uh, And that's just not exactly it's it's the same reason why I didn't want to watch Marriage Story because I didn't want to watch people's fucking their happy marriage fall to fucking pieces and turn into an ugly divorce for for an hour and a half that I just don't understand why anyone would find that entertaining. Um, But then there's also the part that just any time that there's. I, I get the impression that there's a political message that's over that's just overwrought in that sense. It distracts from the movie itself. But that having been said, I've heard that this movie is excellent and one of the best of the year. So, yeah, so maybe I'm wrong. I I think that's sort of a summary of what I went through because at first the premise like. The reveal in the trailer that, oh, she wasn't really drunk. She's just being, like, some sort of vigilante. I was totally on board. Yes. And then as it gets through a little bit more, I did get the idea that this was just going to be a, a, a ham fist. And, like you said, preachy. And I think that's why I was kind of like, yeah, I don't know. Um, and then, like I said, at the end, like, I don't know. I was still kind of intrigued. Knowing that Bo Burnham helped write it, I do think it might be a little at least a little bit more subtle than what you would expect. Um, but I don't know. I would definitely believe that it's it's very good because if it manages to be, you know, interesting and real without getting preachy, then I think it's going to be a great movie. But that's such a hard line to find. Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. But like I said, from what I've heard, it, it manages to... Um, uh, I'm willing to be swayed by the response I've seen around about how good this movie is to put it to, cause I typically wouldn't have faith in it to stick the landing of what it's trying to do. So I would typically have put this in trailer trash, but I'm going to go against my better judgment and trust trust the public and some of the critics out there and I'm going to put it as ready for the red carpet. Yeah, I I yeah, I I agree. Like I I definitely think I mean it it all pivots on the, you know, how how much of their message they're going to shove at audiences and in such a like obviously it's it's political and that's fine for movies to be political and you know talk about social issues and I think this is you know, a great one to be, talk about, but like you said, it doesn't need to be waving it in your face, making you uncomfortable. Like, they have such a good premise, they need to stick to that. Because I did find that, like, the first 40 seconds of this trailer were absolutely captivating. And if they can yes. manage to pull that off through the whole movie, I'm, I'm in. 
All right, so let's let's move on to our last one here, which is the little things. Yep. And I'll go ahead and go through this. So this is a story where Denzel Washington and Rami Malek uh, play police detectives attempting to find a serial killer. Uh, I believe it, if not directly stated, it's implied that he is played by Jared Leto. Yeah. And they have basically identified him as the serial killer, but can't find the evidence to show that he is the one responsible. And it's about their obsessive need to find that evidence, even though he is he is outsmarting them at any time they try and get close. And it's utterly frustrating to both of them. Uh, and it's... I don't know if this is based on a book or something, but The Little Thing seems like a, a strange title for this movie. Yeah, I, I don't know. I didn't do any research about it. Did Did I miss anything? Because that seemed like it's the long and the short of this one, too. Yeah, I think so. It seems to be implied. I don't. I honestly, I was checking a text message there. So that you talk about Den, like Denzel was he came out of retirement or he's like back for some reason. They mentioned that in the trailer. Yeah, maybe this is like an older case that he wasn't that he hadn't been able to solve. Maybe it's just that he had one of the best like rates of uh, solving cases. It doesn't really say why. But he states that the reason he does it isn't for the victims. It's to quell the obsession he has of knowing he got them. Yeah, so I think I got two thoughts really about this. This is one of the Oscar baitiest trailers I've seen in a long time. And I think it looks really good. This seems like a very interesting cop thriller movie like a crime thriller that would keep you on the edge of your seat uh and that uh, really there's not much else about it to say Rami Malek, Malek uh is he has an Oscar and an Emmy he granted we will will not discuss how ridiculous it is that he won the Oscar for kind of looking like uh, <laughs> the lead Freddie singer Mer- of Queen yeah. Freddie Mercury we're, we're not going to get too much into that uh, but Denzel Washington is one of the greatest actors of the last 30 years. It, and Jared Leto has been, he's had his highs and lows. He was great in Dallas Buyers Club. Uh, his performance as the Joker was less than stellar. Um, so yeah. like, there's a lot of potential here, but this is another one where I'm I'm worried by the sort of rumblings that I've heard about it. I have heard that it is very not good. Oh really? Huh. Well, I mean, it could that could happen because it does run the risk like every cop thriller of falling into the trope of being like every other cop thriller, and especially if they're trying to because this seems to be a darker kind of serial killer type dude, and if they want to uh-huh. go with that. You know that is the 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 bad guy, which isn't necessarily new. It's just like kind of a a, a different take. Um, I mean, they got like trying to be too gritty is gonna dock them points there. Like trying to be too edgy with it, and Jared Leto definitely runs those risks. 
So I can I can see it not being good. I from all the trailers, I I would have thought it would have been good, but I'm still willing to put in ready for the red carpet. Uh, I'm just trying to be optimistic and hope that it is still decent. Yeah. But yeah, I think I think that's pretty much all that can be said about it. Yeah, it's once again uh, didn't get like news of the world didn't really give much about what's going on away. So, yeah. And I think that's it. And we're already at 52 minutes, so we should probably go through. We don't have any plugs, I don't believe. Nope. Uh, anything else to finish off the episode? Uh, nope. I don't think so. Are you going to do the go-through or, like, the rundown? Oh, yeah. Uh, we did... Uh, did we say it all was, of Kong and Godzilla's yeah. trash? That's put trailer it in the dumpster. Trash, Get it out of here. Trailer trash for Godzilla King of the Monsters and for King Kong, uh, Skull Island, and then I believe we for the other, and then also for Kong versus Godzilla we put in trailer trash, and then the yeah. other three uh, we marked as ready for the red carpet. So that's promising young woman, news of the world, and. Uh, little things. Yeah, you'll have to get out to those theaters and see if we're right. I will say all of those are hesitantly ready for the red carpet for sure, but... Yes. We'll find the out most next confident week. one. The most confident I am is the uh, news of the world. Not that it'll be great, but that it will be above average. Not shit, yeah. Alright, yeah. well yeah, that's gonna be it for us. Thanks for tuning in, and uh, until next time. Until next time? Mm-hmm.